Hello, and welcome to another episode of B-Town Real Property Talk with Lance DeSilva. Lance, how are you? What's new with you? Doing very well. Happy to be back here again. I don't know if anyone can notice, but I'm actually got my IU hat on and I'm wearing white because uh, Liz and I are actually going to an IU women's basketball game tonight. We're playing Iowa. So the infamous Caitlin Clark is coming to Bloomington this evening. So getting excited about that. And then this is kind of random. I've been really trying this year to be more mindful with my health. And so I've been doing meal prep with my mom. And today, this morning, actually, we do it every Thursday when our schedules align. We made venison, so deer meat, meatballs. I had a client who's a big hunter give me a bunch of frozen deer meat, and we decided to give it a try, and it turned out okay. So, and my four-year-old daughter tried it and really liked it. So, <laughs> but yeah, no, that's, that's, those are two little fun things that we've been, I'm excited about and we're working on. And also just excited to be back recording a podcast episode. It's been a couple months and so happy to get that rolling again and, and give some good content to our listeners. So today, Lance, in this episode, we're going to tackle some of the frequently asked questions that you get from your clients and just people in the community about what's going on in terms of local real estate. And I think one of the most common questions you get is simply, is it a good time to buy a house in 2024? Is this a good time to buy a house? Yeah, no. So that that's a great question. And I think, you know, when you look at what the market's been doing, interest rates have had a major impact on like the psychology of buying a house, you know, with interest rates getting quite high within in the last year. And so, you know, here, here's what I'll say about that. If, if someone is looking at a house as a long-term investment and they're in a p- position financially and can afford to buy a home. If you if you if they're in a position financially to afford it and they're thinking about it as a long-term investment, I, I think I think it's always a good time to buy in, in that respect. Because, you know, usually, you know, if you, if you are planning to be in the house for at least five years, and actually over the last decade, if you've been in your home for at least three years, you you've been able to make it out on top if you've needed to sell within a shorter window. But, you know, if you're going into it with the understanding that it's a long-term investment, you really want to stay there for a while and you can afford it, I would say, yes, it's, it's, it's a good time to buy. You just, you know, we just have to kind of think about it, think about the price and the interest rate a little bit differently than we did, you know, three and, and, and three to five years ago when interest rates were significantly lower. Right. Well, you mentioned interest rates. And of course, that's another common question that you get. And specifically, I think a lot of people want to know, are interest rates expected to rise or fall in 2024? You know, what's what's bound to happen? Just for a little bit of context, we kind of hit an all-time high, all-time high within recent history. (laughs) Um, You know, we we hit as high as 8% back in October of 2023. That caused a lot of people to kind of uh, put a halt on on selling and buying, actually, because, you know, 
sellers wanted top dollar for their homes, but then, you know, the buyer pool was super low. So since October, we have gone down a little bit. As of a couple of days ago, the national averages for a 30-year fixed is around 7.09%. And a 15-year fixed is around 6.5%. So, you know, that's still relatively high, but, you know, not anywhere near where we were back in October. And, you know, so the question is, you know, are interest rates going to go down? And I think it's everyone's in agreement by everyone. I mean, you know, the uh, lenders and people that are in this this world are, you know, in agreement that they they should go down this year. The question is when and like how and by how much. And so, you know, I've spoken to a couple of my lender friends recently and, you know, they they say it's pretty much a guarantee that interest rates will not go down in in March. But to expect interest rates, it's more likely than not that interest rates will go down in May. And so that might make things interesting as May is like literally the heart of the spring market. And so I think, you know, time will tell, but I, I think we can expect interest rates to drop in May. So would it make sense if you're looking for a home, would it make sense to wait until interest rates drop? Should you wait? I think... I think the short answer to that is no, you shouldn't wait. And I'm not just saying this because I'm a realtor and I want to sell your sell you a home. You know, when you wait and let's say let's say we wait for interest rates to drop. I mean, look, if you're if you're looking to shop for a home in April and May's right around the corner and we're expecting rates to drop, you know, maybe it might make sense it might make sense to wait. But if you're in the if you if you want to start shopping now and kind of beat the spring rush of buyers and really kind of get ahead of the the increase of buyers that are going to hit our market in in the spring, you know, I would say it makes sense to start shopping for a home that meets your criteria now while there are fewer buyers out there. And and even so like so we're it's it's you know, we're approaching the end of February and you know, I just I just toured a home last weekend with some buyers and literally we're approaching the house to tour it and I'm receiving a text from the list agent that's saying, by the way, we have four offers on this house and, and, and so we're going to review offers, all offers tomorrow morning. And so it's, it's still happening, like these multiple offer situations, it's only going to kind of, I would say, get progressively more competitive as as we approach and enter the spring market but i definitely think you know if you want to go through the home shopping process and maybe not have to deal with uh, as many buyers it's 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 good to just go in now and and the other thing is you know we hear this in our kind of realtor and lender circles this idea of like marry the home not the rate and so, you know, as the financial market, you know, fluctuates, you know, if interest rates do end up lowering quite a bit, you always have the option to refinance. And, you know, lenders, um, you know, if you refinance with the same lender that helped you purchase your home, there's usually incentives from them to, uh, to get that refinance for you at a, at a reasonable price. Another common question that you get has to do with down payments. And I think it's common knowledge or commonly assumed that you need to put like at least 20% down on the purchase of a home. So is that true? 
The short answer is no, it's not true anymore. So, you know, maybe older generations, it was super, super important to have 20% down. And that was kind of the, the expectation, you know, the affordability of a home has become challenging for many folks. And so lenders have had to kind of get creative in, and, and be, I don't want to say lenient, but provide, provide programs, loan products out there that allow, you know, middle-class working people to be able to afford homes. And so, you know, there are loan products out there where you can, you can provide a down payment for as little as 3% for a conventional loan. But even, you know, there are some loan products out there that require even 0% down payment. If you can afford a 20% down payment, I think in general, it's, it's kind of understood that that is always a better option because then when you're purchasing a home, you're kind of, you know, you've got equity in the home and, and, you know, there's just a little more wiggle room for you. And, and in terms of, you know, if you need to sell, you're going to have some equity. There's also down payment assistant programs. And so, you know, there are down payment assistant programs, and particularly in Indiana, there's there's a government agency that provides really fantastic down payment assistant programs. And there's this misconception that these programs are available for only low income folks, but that's not the case. You know, these programs can provide down payment assistance on homes in the mid five hundred thousands. And so, the whole idea behind them is, you know, you don't want to spend all your money and then have this beautiful home and then be, you know, you may have heard the, the, the phrase house poor, where you've got this nice home, but maybe you've got, you know, two, three bedrooms that are not furnished. And so with these down payment assistant programs, it frees up cash that you would have designated for down payment and, and gives you a little bit more flexibility to kind of, you know, afford the other things that come with purchasing a home. And for a lot of people, that's, you know, that's furnishing a home. And so, you know, some of these programs could be very good for people to explore a home. I think listeners will be interested in learning more about this. So let's make sure to put some links to some of those resources in the show notes. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So another commonly asked question, and this is kind of a broad one, but can I get a good deal on a home in 2024 or is that? just a thing of the past. This question of can I find a deal in this market? It's certainly possible, but I would say it's not the norm. It's it's not the norm. And so I think it was definitely more possible when interest rates were were higher and there were homes sitting on the market. You know, if, if a home sitting on the market and I guess in our our Bloomington market, I guess you could you could say it's sitting on the market if it's been on for, you know, three to four weeks or more. And I would say, you know, that, that's, that's, that's a longer time frame to sit on the market in our market. Those would be homes that you might be able to get a deal on. I also think it depends, you know, what's the motivation level of, of the seller and the buyer, right? So, you know, if, you, if you're a buyer and let's say you already have a comfortable living arrangement and, you know, it's you have time on your side and you're patient and you are willing to kind of go through the process of finding a deal. 
it's possible. But going back to kind of what I was saying before about the spring market, let's say you're in like the prime time, first time home buyer price point. And, and in our Bloomington market, you know, that's around, let's say three, let's say 275 to 400,000. That's a, that's a, that's a very, that's a first time home buyer price point. And, you know, also the most competitive. And so if you're going into the home buying process with the expectation that you want a very functional floor plan and a move-in ready house, I think it's safe to say as we approach the spring market, it's probably less likely that you're going to be finding a deal. And when I say deal, I mean finding a home at a, at a, at a discount. I think you can expect to pay asking price or very close to asking price or sometimes over asking price, just given, given the circumstances and how badly you want the home and, and, and who's competing with you. And so, yeah, that's, 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 that's my answer. You know, I, I'd say it, it's, it's possible, but as we approach spring market, it's becoming, it'll, it'll become less likely. Okay. So one more question, whenever anyone is looking to, you know, buy a home, typically they're, they're going to sell the home that they live in now, right? But there's always the option, at least for some people, instead of selling the home, keep it and turn it into a rental property. But I'm sure that comes with pros and cons. And it's not yeah. for everybody. So when you get that question, you know, should, I, should we sell or maybe we keep it? Maybe we have an extra stream of income. How should people think about that? There are some people, actually, there, there's a lot of people who are, you know, let's say they're looking to move. And with that move, maybe they're interested in downsizing, or maybe they have a growing family and they're interested in upgrading or getting a larger home, or maybe they just need a similar home, but they're moving for, for a job. And let's say they're in a position financially to, to keep their home. Now, for some people that may, that may make sense. And, you know, and if you think about it, a lot of people are locked into these very, very low interest rates. You know, I I can't tell you how many people I know that are locked into these 2.75, 2.8% interest rates. And so, I mean, that's practically, if you compare it to our, our current rates, that's, that's practically free money. And so, you know, if someone were interested in having an investment property, and kind of turning their current home into a rental, that could be a advantageous scenario for them. The kind of things to consider with that is, you know, is being a landlord something they would want? And so, you know, as a realtor, as a consultant for for my clients, it's like, you know, talking through the pros and cons of like, you know, what are the financial implications? What are the time implications? You know, if I do have a rental, you know, I'm now all of a sudden, you know, I can call myself a real estate investor. You know, what is it? What does that mean? And, you know, even even real estate investors that use property managers, you know, there's still some level, you know, it's it's passive in, in some respect, but there it's still real estate's a very, very active investment, even when you are using a property manager. And so just kind of helping my clients go into this scenario of options with their eyes wide open. Um, And so, you know, should you sell, 
or should you keep? I mean, that that kind of sheds light on that that question. Generally speaking, though, you know, I think sellers can expect to get top dollar for their for their home, given the the buyer pool. It's it's only getting larger. There's all the buyers that kind of put a pause on their on their home buying process in 2023 because of interest rates. You know, a lot of those people are wanting to get back into it seriously in 2024. And so, you know, I think as a seller, if you've if you've done a decent job of upkeeping your home and maybe you've done some upgrades over the years, or even if you didn't, I mean, some people some people appreciate a project. I think you can expect to get top dollar in, in this in this upcoming market. All right. Very good. Well, Lance, any final words of wisdom for our listeners? You know, we covered a lot today. And I think, you know, each of these questions that I've been receiving from folks, you know, we could definitely dive deeper in in future episodes. But what I'll say is if, if someone, if something that we talked about today, you know, raises a question for you, or you want to learn more, feel free to reach out. I'd love to unpack some of this with with you and yeah get get ready for a very very active 2024 spring market so how can people reach out to you what's the best way to connect i am readily available online through facebook instagram i'm a realtor with the century 21 sheets bloomington office um welcome to call the office or you're also welcome to call my my cell phone. It's actually, you can find it on the internet. It's not hard to find. Okay, awesome. Well, Lance, thanks as always for another great episode. It's been a blast. All right. And thank you listeners for tuning in and stay tuned for the next episode coming your way in just a few weeks.